How's it, guys? Welcome back to the Rugby Connection podcast, the ultimate fan podcast, really. We cover everything. Anyway, we've got URC, Prem, PWR, and Seven this week, and the old faithful's back, but he's got a new, some ink, it's Cam. How are we getting on? Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah, I got a, got a tattoo, got a haircut, still have a receding hairline. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Where would you like to start? Do you want to start in the Prem or? Let's, uh, yeah, let's save the best to last being the URC, obviously. Let's start the Prem. To be fair, Premiership did not disappoint this week. No. Northampton Saints versus Quinns, 36-33 at Franklin's Gardens. What a game. Just bang. What a game. Sale Bath was a bit closer. 11.9 Sale coming up. Clutch at the end. Thank you, George Ford, for that one. Yeah. Gloucester versus Leicester. I thought they were going to do it at home. Tigers were too strong. 38-20 for the Tigers. Sam- <laughs> Saracens versus Bristol. Might have been closer than... We all expected a lot closer than I expected. But Saracens get the win, 39-31. And lastly, in the tune, Newcastle, valiant as hell against Exeter Chiefs, but coming up short, 20 points to 14. Yes. Saints versus Quins. Saints versus Quins. It's game of of the week, I think, for the... um, For the Prem, yeah. For the Prem, definitely. Start with the bank, four minutes. Yep. Kenneth Murley goes over for his try. And then a bit, um, you know, four minutes later, we get reply. Walker comes over on 27. And then Northampton just unload. I've never seen Danny Kerr miss the ball from coming out of the scrum to the point that nutmegs him and Alex Mitchell takes full. (laughs) That was. A side to a whole, but you know what? You play with what's in front of you, and yeah, yeah, it was a um, it was a bit of a mad game, wasn't it? Uh, Quins do get the last laugh in the way of um, try on 79, but yeah. too little, too late. I uh, did like, I did love how it ended though, because obviously they took that kick very quickly to get Regan the ball. They got the ball. They got up to about, I want to say, about the 10-meter line on their end. Yeah. Saints made a tackle. And instead of just trying to get a turnover, they just dragged Tyrone Green out. Out you go. How's he do? That's you finished. Yeah. Game over. Game over. You're not winning this game. But hats off to Saints. And I got all right. Big one at, at the Gardens. Yeah. Let's talk about one that I got right. Um, Leicester Tigers versus Gloucester. Oh, Ollie Hassel calls with a hat trick. Oh, gorgeous. Very, very good. A returning Julian Montoya gets a, uh, gets a try on the board as well. Love that. Um, and yeah, uh, Kata, uh, one of the World Cup favourites, he's on the oh, board. Kata scares me. He is, he's disgusting. <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed. But, um, yeah, just really well played, and uh, I'm going to mention him again. Andre Pollard is the best fly-off in the world. I don't care what anyone says. Okay, cool. We'll leave it at that. I'm in, a, I'm in a okay mood. I'm not going to argue with you today. We did get possibly a try-of-the-year contender in Saracens versus Bristol, but 
But it didn't come from the winning side. As good as Saracens were, came from Gabriel Ebatoye's innovation. Just he is hell strong. He's underrated. I don't. I feel like because of the whole moving from Bath uh, from Quinns over to Israel to France and back again and so on, a lot of people just kind of like, yeah, he's just there to as a number. No, no, yeah. no, he's not. Him in a Bristol jersey is terrifying. He's got a hell of a boot on him as well. But the big issue with the game. And I don't know if it's an issue or not, but it's the biggest talking point. Owen Farrell, and friend of the six show. Out of eight. Uh, six out of eight missed. But that as well. I was meaning the whole issue with Luke Pierce. Oh, right, of course. He had a little bit of a um, a little bit of an altercation with Luke Pierce. Eh? No need to be rude to me. Yeah, but who's in the wrong there? Because for what, right? You don't tell a referee it's been this many times or whatever. But... As much as I love Luke, I also don't feel like his response with thanks I can count was... Yeah, I feel like the thing is, it, it is the captain's role to to question the referee. That is the that is the captain's oh. job. I feel like Owen Farrell is fully within his right to be pointing something like that out to the referee. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's up to the referee, you know, whether it's actually happening. But it's, it's nothing new. Captains do it all the time. And you catch it on the ref mic all the time. Captain's challenging the ref. Captain's pointing things out to the ref. Um, because that's that's a captain's job. Um, from what I've seen, uh, Owen Farrell didn't do it in a particularly disrespectful way. Uh, mm. I, I don't think he did it in any way that I haven't heard said before from any other captain. But um, yeah, I thought Luke Pierce's response was a bit like, all right, mate, just chill out. <laughs> He he could have said yeah thanks thanks Owen I'll I'll sort it out something like that you know but um, yeah I I think it's getting talked about I think it's getting over talked about yeah no, I really I don't think it's that big of a deal but well, that's how I started the video on TikTok about it I was like is it being blown out of proportion is it like it is being blown out of proportion I mean. Christ, if we look back at all the witty comments like Nigel Owens used to used to be giving players, um, you know, some, and, and nothing was made of those. So, but some people now think that the referees are now trying to become like the main character. No, they're not. No, no it's just... trust us when we say a referee would love nothing more than to not have his name in the match report at, the, at full time. Yeah, but then there is talks of uh, talks of uh, Matteo Reynal after the World Cup said that he wants to do referee pref co press conferences after games, uh, so oh, referees, get, uh, oh, referees God. get a chance to explain their explain their decisions, which I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, but imagine doing a historical. Imagine Greg Joubert after Scotland Australia. Explain yeah. what you did. Yeah. No, don't explain it. Just go away. Anyway, still in the prem. Exeter getting a tight win. You thought it was going to be a bit of a runaway, but it wasn't. Newcastle, very, very good. Very good. On, yeah. Especially the, 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 the defence, for the most part. I think it just really came down to experience. Gas in the tank. Exeter have had those nitty-gritty ones. I know it is a, a very fresh team, but the coach... And staff's been there, done that. And they know how to get through. They've got those experienced players like Jack Yendo, like Henry Slade. But yeah, 
Um, I was going to say, that man again, Henry Slade, taking the game into his own hands, try himself, misses his own conversion, but then converts the next one. He yeah. is vital for that young Exeter team, isn't he? Yeah. Speaking of the young Exeter, he did come off very early, but Emmanuel Faye Bosso, 35 mm. seconds on the clock. And he scored an absolute... Yeah, I, I, when, when I saw, because I didn't actually watch this game, but I was uh, I always keep track of games. I've got my notifications on, on uh, Flash Score. And um, the match kicked off and I got a notification straight away yeah. for a try. And I was like, sorry. Yeah. I was meant to be there due to friend Murray McCallum. But uh, family comes first. And that's, that's it. But I'll get down eventually. Yeah. He said hopefully. Anyway, predictions for week eight. Oh, here we go. Quinn's versus Sale at the Stoop. I feel like Quinn's are becoming the new Bath. <laughs> they're getting close to people, but they're not getting wins. The Bath of old. The Bath of old, yeah. Um, Quinn's are at home. They're at the Stoop. You would like to say Quinn's to win, but Sale have been Sale have been very strong. Um, oh, it's a hard one to call, but I I think I think I'm gonna edge. Sale for this one. Fair enough. I'll go, I'll go Quinns. I'll go Quinns just because they're at home, and I can see what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's. I think that's the annoying thing with teams when you can see what they're trying to do, but it's just not coming off. Fair. Bristol host Gloucester. Oof, this is going to be a hell of a game. Um, Bristol are. A bit of a roller coaster this season, uh, similar to last season as well. But um, that game against Saracens, they gave it a right go. They did they give it a right go um, against a pretty stacked Saracens team. Uh, Bristol at home. I still feel like I'm going to edge Gloucester. Yeah, you, well, my, my rules are changing. So we're going to go Gloucester just because every time I go for the Bears, they let me down. So. Prove me wrong is my statement, basically. Yeah. Oh, this could be the game of the weekend. At the wreck, Bath versus Chiefs. Um, I I hate to say it, Murray, but I can see this being a comfortable win for Bath. No disrespect to your uh, to your lads. Uh, like we we've been saying, uh, they are a young team, uh, mm-hmm. and they're coming up against uh, a lot of experience in that Bath team, uh, especially with the man. Uh, in the middle, Finn Russell uh, pulling the strings. Yes. Um, I do I do think Bath at home as well are going to be a little bit too much for this young uh, young Chiefs side, but I'd like to see them prove me wrong. I'm going to go with Bath, though. That's fine. That's all valid reasons, but back your team. It's going to be a, good, a great game. It's going to be close, but yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs for the win. This next one could be juicy. This this next one for me has the potential for game of the weekend. Okay. Um, because I think out of the teams currently on form, um, these two, it would be Saracen Saints, Leicester, and Bath at the moment, and Sale also obviously there. Um, yeah, it's going to be a cracking game. Both teams have uh, really flexed their muscles so far in the in the, in the season. Um, but Saracens are at home. No, uh, no, bad Saints for the win because 
I think backing Saracens. Yeah, I am going to back Saracens because they are at home and they're. You look at that team sheet and it's absolutely deadly. But you never know because if Owen Farrell continues his kicking form, then um, true Saints might have a Saints might have a open door into winning this match. I don't know what's going on there, but anyway, running off on the Sunday, Leicester Tigers versus Newcastle Falcons. Again, uh, similar to that Bath game, this Leicester Tigers team is just absolutely stacked. You've got uh, you've got world uh, world cup champions in there. You've got experience yeah. with the likes of a Dan Coles, Julian Montoya. Um, yeah, Leicester Tigers by a fair fair margin. That's, yeah, I agree with that. Leicester for the win. I'd like to see Newcastle do it and continue their like fight. Newcastle, but... have, Newcastle, as we saw last season, have some absolutely brilliant attacking weapons. Uh, one man comes to mind, Mateo Carreras, but uh, he's, leaving. he's leaving. I know he's leaving. It's a shame, but um, yeah, Leicester, Leicester, comfortable victory. I think at home. I agree. Sticking with in, in English rugby, we have got the PWR. Which is mm-hmm. great. Let's go quick a rattle off. Exeter Chiefs getting a big win over Bristol Bears 29-14 at Sunday Park. Champions Gloucester Hartbury are up and running very comfortably, beating the Tigers 52 points to 14. So yep. I would say a shock win over Quinns, 35-31. Hell of a game that. And Trail Finders still trying to find their feet at the top tier. Still trying yeah. to find their trail. Ah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, just absolutely demolished by Saracens and Molly Packer, especially because she just runs rough shot. 52-18 to Saracens. Now we'll quickly just predict. Oh, you missed one. I didn't miss one. Yeah, you're Chiefs. I said Chiefs. You're not even listening. No, I thought, when did you say Chiefs? I said Chiefs first. I said Chiefs got a big win over Bristol Bears at Sandy Park. Champions you say last game first. You're crazy. Anyway. Anyway, it came up first on mine. Predictions. Friday night, we have Bristol Bears hosting Gloucester Heartbreak. This uh, could be... This could be a final this year. It could be, but I can't... Oh, Bristol at home, though. I still can't look past Gloucester. Yeah, it's hard to look past the champions. It is. It's always in anything. But uh, yeah, I'm going to back Gloucester for this one. Away from home, though, it's a difficult one. I've backed a lot of uh, a lot of away teams. This, yeah, this you're week. liking it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, Gloucester. I don't think it's going to be a runaway, though. I do think it's going to be quite tight. Oh, yeah, I can see a bit of a very tight game. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tip Gloucester for this one. Fair enough. Sale Sharks host Exeter Chiefs. Back your team. Let's go to the Chiefs. Oh, that's a yeah. Sale have been struggling to find their feet, so they did get a win Chief... over Quinns. They did get a win over Quinns, um, but Chiefs, yeah, got to back, got to back the Chiefs. This game is tasty. Quinns versus Saracens. Well, London Derby very early on in the season. It's gonna be a Saracens blowout, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a Saracens blowout. Um, yeah, that that the ladies at Saracens are, are looking very scary. Um, the final game on the Sunday: Leicester Tigers versus Loughborough Lightning. This is is a weird game because Leicester are very new. Loughborough 
are stacked. They just don't have. I don't know what's. I don't know how to describe Leicester. Uh, yeah. Um their team is absolutely stacked with international talent, and then just don't win. It's very confusing. Since I I I, I back uh, Leicester in the men's prem, I'll back them in the women's prem as well. Fair enough. There we go. Before we go on to the URC, we've got something coming this weekend that we'll just quickly predict. It feels like it's come around so bloody quickly. Sevens is back. It is. We start off in Dubai. Woo! It's my Dubai is my favourites. Uh, my favourite seven series for it. It is my favourite place for the sevens. I love Dubai. Maybe it's because South Africa have a good winning record there, but I know. kings yeah. of the desert. Kings of the... Oh, I like that. That's quite good. Um, well, who's winning the women's and who's winning the men's? I'll start with the men's because it's what I've got in front of me. Obviously, I, I'm going to say um, the blitz box. We've got some returning talent coming back. Roscoe, uh, Roscoe Speckman um, coming back, released by the Griquas to go play sevens. Um mm. Yeah, and I, I just right now our seven setup is looking is looking good. I don't like our jerseys, by the way. Our jerseys look a little bit trash, but other other than that, I'm gonna back my boys, of course. With the ladies, um, it could be a host, you know. Um, sevens is a tough one because sevens has a lot more room for shock. I feel like fourteen minute games, a lot, uh, you know. I I would probably want to back. Obviously, I want to back my girls, but we are still developing, similar to the fifteens. Um, probably gonna say either the Kiwis, the New Zealand, uh, women's or Fiji. Okay, so for the men, it's very hard to look past Fiji, Argentina, All Blacks, one of them. I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna pick Argentina for that, just because okay. it will change. For the women, I think it's very hard to look past Australia. Ah, I didn't even think about that. You know, my sisters, Demi Hayes, Charlotte Castle. Right now, that that women's Australia team is is very. De- you know, what? I'm gonna change. What I'll I'll say either Fiji or Australia. Then there you go. I mean, we just keep this is another box text because we've smashed it. We've done. We've had boys at the World Cup. We've had referees at the World Cup. We've had girls in WXV. We've got Prem. We've got URC. We've got PWR. We've also had guests from the Sevens. We're everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Let's see, that's just what We've we do. We've got a lot of them competing this weekend. We do. A lot of them. We do. What's in the GB and the Aussies colours mostly, but some All Blacks sprinkled through. Yeah, a few All Blacks sprinkled in there. One American, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Should we go on to the tasty segment of the week? The one I've been looking forward to. Go on, then. Uh, okay, I'll kick us off. Then we we are back in the URC. Um, yeah, what what a round, eh? What a round. Uh, we'll start on the Friday, though. As the first week you've had bragging rights over me this, this season. Ah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but we'll start on the Friday. Uh, we had Cardiff versus Stormers at Edinburgh versus Benetton. Cardiff versus Stormers. Cardiff 
getting a big win at home over uh, the previous champions and finalists. 31-24 in a game riddled with annoying mistakes from the Stormers. Uh, Edinburgh versus Benetton. Benetton getting a massive win. Talk uh, about about mistakes. I hate that so much. I like the dam. (laughs) I'm going to just keep saying the dam. I don't care. That's fine. Um, yeah, massive win for Benetton, 24-22. Um, what a comeback. What a comeback. Can't even praise the comeback. This is what annoys me more. Like, I love a comeback. I love it when it happens. But not when it happens to you. No, not even that. Not when you gift on it. Yeah. It's... Just wait a minute. Just put this into context how annoyed I am. We had, we scored five tries, uh, six tries in the first half. Yep. Three were denied. <laughs> Three were given no try. That's a rough one. And two I can get, but then there was one that they went really, really far back for, and I'm like, okay. And then it, it just felt like we lost all motivation then because they're just like you're still above not... them on the table though. So you got that uh-huh. going for you. Oh, that. But... You do have got that going for you. Oh, it was just so frustrating. The second half, especially, like. I don't know what Blair and Ben Healy were trying, Kinghorn and Ben Healy were trying to do. Lack of communication. Marcos Annan gets a try. I think it's because uh, Blair Kinghorn's been practicing his uh, his French so much that he's. Uh... He scored two. He scored two great tries as well. It was yeah, really well, weird. When is he, when is he due to leave? Not this weekend. Coming the following weekend. All right. do, you, do you see him playing this this weekend coming? Against Ulster, yeah. You think? Don't think they're uh, going to give him a little break? No. Say a goodbye party? No. Rinse him for all he's worth? Just rinse him. <laughs> Have him get cramp and then he can't play for Toulouse for a few... No, I'm joking. <laughs> Anyways, on the Saturday... Yes. What a day this was. <clears throat> What a day this was. Welcome to South Africa. We had the Lions versus Zebra. 61-19 for the Lions. What a massive victory. I've been saying for ages that this Lions team is the real deal. They've got young talent. And there's something about this Lions team. There's a chemistry within this team. Mm -hmm. There is a chemistry within this team. And on Saturday, it all just clicked, and it was such a fucking good game. Excuse my language, such a good game to watch. Watching the Lions really hit their stride. I know it's against Zebre, but Zebre's been decent this season. They have, yes. Watching the Lions hit their stride was so refreshing uh, after a good tour as well, a, a fairly decent tour for them. Yeah. Uh, Bulls uh, versus Cobb. On a 53-27, uh, Vili LaRue making his debut in a Bulls yep. jersey, scoring a debut try as well. Um, yeah, Bulls are also looking pretty good um, this season. And try scoring must run in the family because Akira van der Merva scored a beauty as well. Uh, some would argue a better finisher than his brother. The URC themselves tried to argue that. <laughs> they <laughs> they did, I, was like, I was like, Duhan. It's, it's going to be interesting when uh, Edinburgh uh, Edinburgh oh Edinburgh played the Bulls if only Acker could have played in that game I know I was so good I really want to imagine imagine a, imagine a foot race but well, I think we'd know who'd win out the brothers but 
I wonder I wonder who hits harder. I don't know because <clears throat> Aka is shaped like a cement block. But Aka's used to hitting. That's his yeah. job. Then there's Duhan that's like he's just gonna run it and then he cuts in and move. <laughs> No, big win for the Bulls. The Bulls are looking on good form. It's quite refreshing seeing the Stormers being the worst South African team at the moment. Well, I can't say that because my Sharks have not been great. But this weekend, oh my God, don't dip your toes into a Shark tank because we have our Great Whites back. Oh, what a game that was. 69-14 over the Dragons. I was worried. I was worried the Dragons might even beat us because of the woeful form we had been in. And uh, my boy said, no, no, let us cook. Um, And they remembered how to play rugby. Obviously, the return of a lot of our big names, Makazoli Mapimpi, Eben Etzebet, Oxenshay, and Lucaniwan playing uh, for the second time. Question. Go on. How do you let Eben run it in from that far out? Just just Uh, put in that... Put out there because because he's got he's got a uh, unassuming pace. You look at him and you think he's too tall. He's not fast, but those legs travel about three times the distance of a new normal human stride. Like a mighty giraffe. He is. He he galloped like a giraffe over that try line, and it was gorgeous. What a little what a little tap and go from a pimpy as well. That's what I'm saying. Like I understood the tap and go from a pimpy. Fine, that's what he does. But then he fucked out. Quite far out, and even just run. I'm like, what is going on? Oh. Um, but you know what? Yeah. A lot of people are going to say, "Oh, the South African team struggled to play without their uh, without their Springboks." And yes, it's true, especially with the Sharks, because we've probably got the most Springboks um, who we can lose and regain from international windows and whatnot. Um, but you know what it is? I think just having those players there brings out the best in the rest of the team because we saw standout performances from players like Afaleli Fassi. Uh, Werner Koch again, he's always a standout for us. Uh, Cohen Bosch playing a much better game. Uh, and then our, our my, my new best friend, Bertha Chamberlain, uh, comes on the pitch. What a beautiful try assist um, to to Lucania Wam uh, in those sort of dying minutes there. Uh, just the cherry on top. And oh, my guy, Grant Williams, another returning Springbok, another world champion you know, comes back, scores two tries like it's nothing. There you go. Fair enough. Oh, and Pepsi Boothalese as well. <laughs> He's going to be in a Springbok jersey soon. He's just naming the whole team at this point, Cal. Yeah. Uh, but that's <laughs> the thing. Like, it was so refreshing to just see every single player on that pitch. In fact, every single player in that 23-man squad put on the performance of their life and it was beautiful. There you go. You know what wasn't beautiful? The result of the Aviva? Yeah, it was uh, probably one of the biggest derbies you can get, really. Leicester versus, uh, Leinster versus Munster. Uh, Over 45,000. Yeah, I know. It was a big one. Jeez. Um, it's not even the first of derby yet. I don't know what... <laughs> Usually they do that like at Christmas, like Christmas Eve or something. Uh, I suppose they do have another one. They do, uh, I'm pretty sure they've got their next one on around Christmas. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was an odd game because you had Munster having everything in the first twenty. Yep. Then you had Leinster, um, sort of taking control 
uh, in the second 20 of that first half. Mm-hmm. And then the second half was just a swing of momentum back and forth, back and forth. Um, I won't say it was a boring game because I don't think it was a boring oh, game. I, was quite... I, don't think, I don't think Wentz or Munster will ever be boring just because yeah. of the calendar. I think um, it was it was an entertaining game and uh, I think in those last sort of 15 minutes or so, where Leinster were quite comfortably ahead, you were thinking, can Munster, can Munster nick the game here? Mm. Um, Jack Crowley does put over a kick on 74 minutes, but uh, mm. after that, they didn't get the score that they needed. Um, probably should have gone maybe for the line with that penalty, you would argue. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. But yeah, you know, Leinster... Leinster have had the wood over Munster in these derbies for quite a while. Obviously, you had the uh, result in the semi-final last year when Munster did win and they went on to win the competition. But other than that, overall, Leinster tend to have the wood over Munster in these derbies. Until, except for when it actually matters. Not really just... a shock. And to be fair, I did say, I did say Leinster are going to win it comfortably, I believe. So uh, I was wrong and I was pleased that I was wrong. <laughs> Let's talk about Glasgow. Oh my God, what comeback! Thirty-three twenty over Ulster again. Uh, yeah. Quite the comeback. Um, Ulster go out to a quick fourteen-nil lead, mm. um, and then again, game of twenties. Glasgow come back then, make it fourteen all. Happy yeah. days. Early, tr- well, I say early try. Fifty-one minutes into the second, uh, fifty-one minutes second half try, um, puts them ahead. Ulster penalty. Matthews goes up for a try. That's all I want to talk about. Go on. Johnny Matthews. Bear in mind, he is a hooker. Yep. Now got 31 tries for Glasgow Warriors, equaling Shirt Hogg, and he's also in the top five top tries all time for Glasgow Warriors. How many tries was that last season he scored in one game? Five? He got five in a challenge Champions Cup game. Five sorry, in a yeah. Champions Cup game it was, wasn't it? Challenge, sorry, Challenge yeah, Cup. Of course, yeah. yeah, of course. It was Glasgow in the final, wasn't it? Um, Good fight. And people are like, oh, but they're all off a mall. So what? Literally a hooker's job. Apart from t- the also game when he ran in from 22. Oh, but he does that. He is... Yeah, just, he's... Just get him in that team. It's It's ridiculous now how good he is. But he does get two, which is scary. I thought he was actually a lot younger than he is, which tells you how how it's never too late, really. Yeah. He's steady. Yeah. But never 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 too late. If we've learned anything from the likes of a Dion Faree, never too late. Even if you go closer to home for Scotland, Dave Cherry was thirty one when he got his debut, so there you go. Okay. Uh, onto a derby that maybe didn't feel quite as tense. Uh, Ospreys versus Scarlet. Um, listen, um, Ospreys very very good. Uh, Kieran Williams, he's got to be in a red jersey come Six Nations, surely. Oh yeah, very yeah. very good player. Um, making it look easy. Um, yeah, the Scarlet's just never found their stride 
That's uh, I mean, you did ask that last week. Who's hurt more from their defeats? Evidently, Scarlett's are more hurt. Yeah. What I didn't realise is that the Ospreys have a um, have a cheetah's loan with Cassende. Okay. I heard his I heard his name on the team sheet, and uh, they said, "Oh yeah, Cassende uh, on loan from the Cheetahs," and I was like, "What a cameo!" I didn't realise <laughs> the Cheetahs are giving the Ospreys Cassende. Um, but yeah, yeah, listen. It's a uh, big win in Swansea. That big win for the Ospreys, obviously local derby. I mean, living here because I live sort of in a in a Scarlet's caption zone. Uh, so all Scarlet's fans around here, it does it does mean a lot. And there's going to be a lot of grumpy, uh, grumpy Scarlet's fans coming into work and whatnot. But um, yeah, fun. Walsh, very good player. Johan Lloyd for Scarlet's again. Yes. Also, you've got the likes of Sam Costello, Johan Lloyd. So there's a lot of young talent in that Scarlet's team. Um, yeah. Should we go on some predictions? Yes, because next week has got some tasty fixers. Got some very tasty ones. Starting off with Munster versus Glasgow. Oh. This game has a feeling about it for me. I don't know why. Munster, Glasgow. It, I it was a final. It, it was a Pro 12 final. Yeah, it, it, it's just got something about it. <sighs> Both teams have been on good form. Overall, yeah. Overall. Mm-hmm. I think Glasgow probably on better form. I'm going to give Glasgow the win just because they don't give up as we showed, as they showed last I, week. I, I, too, am going to give Glasgow the win for this match because they've looked like you said they just doesn't matter if they're down they just come back and equalize and then win so yeah um on to the saturday yes talking about derbies yes here we go we've got to travel over to pretoria uh in the high felt um this is going to be the real test for the sharks team uh, we've got our big guns back now. If we play anything close to how we played on the weekend, um, this is going to be an absolutely intense game. Uh, both of these teams finding their form um, this weekend with big wins. The Bulls probably more consistent over the season. Um, but I do have full faith in my Sharks now that we've hit our stride. We know what we're trying to do. Um, and we just need to keep our momentum going. So obviously... I'm going to back my boys with a close victory against the Bulls. And you're going to say the Bulls, aren't you? No. No, I think the Sharks will win. Okay, good. You've got all your big boys back, and I think your big boys are better, better than, than their big boys. Yeah. I like that. Literally, they're, they're, they're bigger boys. Auction Shea Eben Etzebet. Yeah, not much bigger than Auction Eben, but anyway. Another Welsh derby, Cardiff versus Scarlets this time. Uh, and again, I don't. it's going to be misery for the Scarlets. Another uh, game away from home. Um, yeah, comfortable win for Cardiff, I have to say, especially after uh, that game against the Stormers. Uh, there's one man for Cardiff in particular. Uh, Mason Grady is absolutely terrible. 
playing on the wing as well for Cardiff, which is scary. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, that man as well, Tinas De Beer, was looking quite comfortable at fly half, controlling the game. So, yeah. Cardiff. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think Cardiff will win just because they beat last year's finalists and Scarlets have shown next to nothing this season, really. Yeah, I mean, let's just go through some of the losses they've had. They lost to the Lions at home. Yeah. They've lost to their local rivals, Ospreys. They got what they got beat by Leinster, they but got it's okay. Wallop by Leinster. Ain't been looking good. Doesn't oh well. Have they won a game? Uh, yeah. They, yes. They oh, okay, they've beaten Cardiff at home. 31-25. Otherwise, all losses. Obviously, the two big hammerings in South Africa at the start of the season as well. Yeah. Lions, talking about in South Africa, Lions versus Dragons. Uh, again, if the Lions are playing like they did against Zebra, I just, I don't think it's going to be a fun day for the Dragons again because no. the Lions are right now looking like probably the most dangerous South African team in terms of just outright attack. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that. I'm going to go for the line as well. Because I don't know how much to add to that one. Stormers are back at home playing the travelling Zebra. <laughs> uh, Stormers at home, although they've had a terrible tour. They have. Um, Stormers at home. Stormers in Cape Town, DHL Stadium. Um, yeah, Zebra, Zebra might run in a few trials. But I feel comfortable win win for the Stormers surely, and I feel like they're going to have uh, some of their some of their big names back again because they're in South Africa. So we're going to see the likes of a Damien Willemse, who seems to who seems to still be partying. Quite right. Damien Willemse is still just having a great time. So hopefully we'll see him back at work and the likes of a Manny Lebok, uh, Dion Free, all them. Um, yeah. Ulster versus Edinburgh. Tough one for your boys away from well, home. This whole month for us is tough. It's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's fine, because we'll fix some mistakes that we did last week. We're going to get the tries. Every time we put the ball down, it's going to be a try. We're going to beat Ulster. There you go. Okay. Uh, I think Ulster will win. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Benetton back home playing the Ospreys. Benetton. There's only it's yeah, it's just Benetton like Benetton are a are a team. They are a very good team. Like Benetton, you, you can't say oh, it's just it's just one of them Italian teams, it's just Benetton, no, because Benetton will just beat you. They will. Yeah. Um, they're gonna beat the Ospreys again. So, if you make mistakes, they will yeah. they will pounce on it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Benetton, I don't I don't think it's going to be comfortable because the Ospreys are, are more than capable of uh, uh, oh, playing of the game themselves. But uh, I, yeah, Benetton to uh, Benetton to get a good win. Next one, Connick versus Leinster. Connick back at home. Leinster traveling uh, over to Galway. Come uh, on, sort out What are Leinster going to go full whack? Probably. I don't care. I'm back in the boys in green. I'm the Galway boys. I'm not backing Leinster for a sec. Yeah, Plus, no, I, 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 want, 
I can't bring myself to back Leinster, so I'll back Connacht as well. I'm using, I'm using South African franchise logic here. Connacht are back at home, so we're getting the big boys back. We're getting Bindi, we're getting Mac. Yeah, that's true. I'm just putting out there, do it, do it. That's, that's the URC for next week. Um, we have a bit of news here and there. And obviously, as previously mentioned, Blair Kinghorn uh, oh, is on God. his way out. Yes. Is all the Germany's fault? Yeah. Why'd he got to leave? He wanted to go home to Toulon. Could have waited. Could have waited. But no, I suppose they do have Thomas Ramos there already. He's now at 10. He's been playing 10 for the last yeah, year. So you, you, we could be seeing the likes of a DuPont, yeah. Ramos, yeah. Kinghorn combo. Oh, no. So, I, I, so somebody asked me this, like, where would he play? If they're all fit, if, if there's no injuries, this is how I would line up the backline for Toulouse. DuPont, Ramos at 10. I'd sort Intermacken at 12. I'd move out Peter Ake, or you could use Santi Hockeberes, mm-hmm. whatever preference. You then got Juan Cruz Malia on one wing. Mm-hmm. You've got Ange Kabots on the other, and you've got Borkanghorn at fullback. That's dangerous. Got three fullbacks on the pitch. You look at you look yeah. at um, Toulouse's three trade fullbacks: Ange Kabots, Blair Kinghorn, and Thomas Ramos. That's disgusting. Uh, the back thing itself. Talk about depth. That's a pest take. Yes. Um, and well, a man team made mm. his debut this weekend. Yes, yeah, Siakalisi. A certain Siakalisi, my captain, um, mm. made his debut for Racing uh, against did. La Rochelle. Uh, very good win for Racing. Big win for Racing. Um, oh, you know, we... Hmm? You know who scored in that game? Henry Arundel. Henry Arundel again. He's having a field day. Absolute field day. He is loving it. He's fine. He's found his... It's, it's a shame, isn't it? Because the Premiership is losing such good talent. Um, England England are going to have to... They're going to have to change their, They're going to have to change their eligibility rules because you lose a player like Henry Arundel, you're done. That's your future, though. That boy is the future of England rugby, so they need to change something because, yeah, it's, it's not looking good for them. Well, uh, if Henry Arundel is... Marito, one... sorry. Marito oh, also yeah. linked with a move potentially to, I think it's between Lyon mm. or... I can't I've remember seen, the other one. I've seen, I've seen Toulon, Lyon and Racing are the big... I'd, li- I'd quite like to see a Marito and a Lyon jersey. And anything that weakens the Saracens is a good thing. Yes, sign me up. Sign up. Sign up. Take them. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. I just think that now that with all these players wanting to go across, I mean, to be fair, people are sitting like questioning Maros loyalty. I'm sorry, right? If you're getting, and it's just speculated, if you're getting offered half of what you're currently earning, I wouldn't sign it. No. Nobody in their right mind would go, yeah, sure, I'll take half. But do you know what I think it is? And a lot of people say, ah, oh, um, these players are only going for are going to the top 14 for the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, that's a reason because <laughs> it's their career. But yeah. I'm sorry. 
but currently the top 14 and just the, the rugby culture in France at the moment is the best in the world. That's, that's so good. Top 14, the top 14, as much as I, I truly love the URC, and for me, the URC is my favourite, the mm-hmm. top 14 is the best league in the world just based on just fan interaction, fan attendance, you know, fan investment in their teams. Uh, I seen uh, I saw a thing, uh, especially in the light of... Um, uh, the World Cup and international rugby obviously takes precedence is the main product for rugby, unlike yeah. other sports such as football. Mm-hmm. Um, club rugby doesn't feel as important anymore, especially with the formations of leagues like the URC, because it's now a global league, because you'll no longer, you, you no longer have that such emphasis on those little local derbies. Um, uh-huh. it doesn't feel as important. Whereas in the top fourteen, it's it still has that importance to it. So it sure. made me think. Like we we've been talking about having a world league, where we see some of the super rugby teams playing and whatnot. Um, yeah. Would that actually be good for the the sport on a club level? Maybe not. It's hard because there's no there's no wrong answer. The way I see it is for, okay, so take it, take it my way in Wales, right? Say, say I'm a Scarlets fan and I get the option of, I can buy tickets to a Scarlets versus Ospreys fixture. Happy yep. days. I'm probably going to buy those tickets because mm-hmm. there's that rivalry there. Or am I going to buy tickets to a Scarlets versus Highlanders game? I don't know who the bloody Highlanders are. I, cause I'm just a casual rugby fan who sports the Scarlets. I think I think I think we 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 lose perspective of the, yeah. the fact that the majority of people who are attending these games are casual supporters and supporters of just their team and they don't really know much about the other teams. Okay, so if it's from a casual fan perspective, it's a bad idea. Mm. But from the diehards like me and you, star oh, yes. Oh no, hundred percent. I'd love to. See a world league because I want nothing more than see Crusaders versus Leinster or something like that. But there's at the hive. The, the the casual the casual fans make up the vast 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 majority oh, yeah, exactly. of of people who are buying these tickets. So it's an inter- it's an oh, interesting topic. It's something that I think does need to be talked about a bit more because um, there is an issue with the club game at the moment. Um, you know, and we've seen leagues like the Premiership struggling with teams. Um, you know, even in America, which was supposed to become the forefront of rugby going forward, we've had another team in the MLR, MLR saying that they won't be able to continue. Toronto Arrows um, have said that they won't be competing next season, which is, uh, you know, as much as I know you don't particularly like the MLR, but it is a big blow. For- you don't want any team to go down. No, it's a big blow for... Canadian rugby as well, because that was their only team competing in a big competition it's, like that. So it's not great the fact that they're not they're not the next host, they're the ones after that. So yeah. Less than a decade they're meant to host the World Cup and their leagues like in towers, and they're not even in the World Cup themselves. Yeah. But yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. 
We will end on a high, though, because after a few weeks of hiding in the wilderness, we have got an interview coming. Do Back on the Seventh Circuit as well, with Jordan Edmund, formerly of Scotland Sevens. He was at the Commonwealth Games with Scotland. He's in the Team GB squad. He's not going to Dubai for reasons they made the squad. He is a contractor player with Team GB, though, which is great. And he's also an Edinburgh player, so he's getting bonus points for me. And he also knows me on TikTok. There you go. That was a a big bonus. So, yeah, we'll be interviewing Jordan some point this week. And after I've interviewed him, it will go out on YouTube and Spotify, etc. Yeah, but it's good to get... Finally, get a response. Feels so good. Feels so good. But we'll we'll end it on that, because that's rugby. That's how... That's the rugby that's happened this week. Obviously, yeah. follow us on the Instagrams, follow us on the TikToks, uh, follow Murray on LinkedIn. I'm not on LinkedIn, as we always say, because I'm not cool. Um, not cool. LinkedIn doesn't work. It did work for a while, now it doesn't again. Well, anyways, as always, been a pleasure, and uh, we'll catch you next week with Sevens, URC, Prem, Women's Prem, some other bits and bobs. Someday I'll say something during the week that'll be yeah. newsworthy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Just yeah. watch it, guys.